Seattle in the 90s. A tidal wave of iconic music roars out of this sleepy city and launches a pop culture revolution. Here's a story you haven't heard. Let the Kids Dance is a new podcast about the rise and fall of Seattle's teen dance ordinance, the law that made it illegal for young people to go to concerts. Listen to Let the Kids Dance from KUOW and the NPR Network. This is Sound and Vision from KEXP in Seattle. I'm Emily Fox, and I'll let my next guest introduce themselves. Hi, my name is Dora Saleh. I'm a non-binary artist um, from Minneapolis using they, them pronouns. And I am a multidisciplinary artist, but I primarily focus on music. When the death of George Floyd hit the headlines this month, the national conversation around race and police violence began to heat up again in the U.S. But as a community organizer and refugee from Sudan, institutional violence and oppression is not a new concept for Saleh. This month, they released an EP as well as a single. That single was about police killings of black men in Minneapolis. That track is called Body Cast. They had on my county and sh- they got bodies on the song Body Cast was a response to the murder of Philando Castile and Jamar Clark. And the song was made from a very deeply emotional place. I decided to release the song in 2020 after the uprising in Minneapolis because of George Floyd's murder by the Minneapolis Police Department. Um, I wanted to release funds for Black Visions Collective, an organization mobilizing around these efforts. At the very beginning of your song, Body Cast, there's like audio that we hear of, of, of someone talking. Can you talk about what, what we're hearing at the very beginning of this song? At the beginning of the song, Body Cast, you hear Angela Whitehead um, talking to a police officer who intrusively entered her home without having a warrant, uh, without there being actual suspicion of any illegal activity taking place. Um, he only mentioned that she was being loud and that caused concern for somebody. I'm not quite sure who. Um, but she was reinstating that she has a right to, to exist within her home. Um, for her, She has a right to n- not have her privacy be um, impeded upon by the state. Um, and she wasn't doing anything illegal. So it's all right for her to be loud. It's all right for her to be aggressive. It's all right for her to confront police social violence in the way that he invaded her home in that moment. You, I understand, have been involved in community organizing yourself over the years, or have at least been interested in community organizing over the years. Can you talk about your involvement in community organizing? Yeah, I started community um, organizing um, in high school, uh, around my junior year of high school, around the school-to-prison pipeline. Um, and I was working with many different organizations and was working through different grants to try to push narrative and, and push policy forward for protection of Black youth within schools, specifically in St. Paul Public Schools and Minneapolis Public Schools. 
And I did a lot of organizing, um, even in college around LGBTQIA plus um, um, services and, and needs and around arts-based needs within our community. But I kind of stopped doing that um, maybe like two years ago because of my trajectory into music. Um, I didn't really plan on having a music career, but it came about because people started being interested in, in my voice and just like the, the sound of my music. So I haven't been able to be as active within my community, but I try to, to use my hyper visibility as an artist and my platform as a musician as a way to address uh, what needs to be done. I mean, you know, you talk about the the prison industrial complex or the school to prison pipeline. You know, like when you think about your understanding of of how all that functions, like do you do you feel like there's, you know, from your perspective, a connection between the prison industrial complex to what we've seen with Philando Castile to what we've seen with George Floyd? Yeah, I mean, it's a direct relationship between police officers and the prison industrial complex because they are funded through them through taxpayer dollars. They're said to be there to protect and serve uh, our communities. But as we've seen with George Floyd's murder, um, through the prison industrial complex and the carceral state, there are people who are being murdered consistently. And as we've seen with Breonna Taylor and as we've seen with Tony McDade and as we've seen with countless other Black people who can't even look to the state for safety um, and for protection. So I want to talk about um, also a new EP that you released called Rosetta, named after Sister Rosetta Tharp, who has been called the grandmother of rock and roll. What kind of influence would you say that Sister Rosetta Tharp has had on you as a musician? Yeah, definitely. Um, well, I first heard about Sister Rosetta Tharp being um, accredited as the inventor and creator of rock and roll in high school. And I was super excited to hear that a Black woman was responsible for uh, like the momentum of, of rock's origins, especially because she inspired people like Little Richard and Chuck Berry. Um, and Elvis Presley was also known as somebody who diligently watched and studied her guitar playing and her performance style. Um, and so I was very excited to, to see all that um, because I that was knowledge that I had not known about prior and I didn't know that black people were so instrumental in in all of music making like across all realms so it was very exciting for me to hear about her um but uh, as of recently just like a, a few years ago I found out that she was in and out of relationships with uh with women which was very exciting for me as a as a trans and queer person because I don't know, as having the inventor and creator of rock and roll being a black queer woman does a lot for my personal self-esteem. So Rosetta was in inspired by uh, her name and her impact um, on the music industry. The Rosetta EP was put together um, in a way that was about producing radical queer black love in a very imaginative and complex way so i wanted to name it after her to showcase my love for her and to address how much i adore her as one of the most important figures in music history oh, oh my lord how it rains 
Lord. I didn't it, yes, I didn't it, you know it did, I didn't it. Oh, oh my Lord, how we rain. I'm speaking with Minneapolis musician Dua Sala on Sound and Vision on KEXP. So when I think about Sister Rosetta Tharp, I think about how much has changed for LGBT rights since she was performing in the 40s, 50s, and 60s. Yet at the same time, we still have a way to go. I know there's a lot of conversation right now, not only around black lives mattering, but also black trans lives and what is facing black trans women in particular. And I'm wondering, from Sister Rosetta Tharp to today, what else needs to happen for more people to feel safe about their sexuality and identities? So black trans women are the main target for most of uh, the racist, anti-black, um, transphobic, homophobic sentiments that are um, pushed onto many of our communities. Um, as of recently, uh, two trans black women were killed in the past week, Rhea Milton and Dominique Rem Mee Fells who uh, were killed uh, within community. And they're not the only ones who have been murdered by our community. I feel like there are many different ways that um, murder and homicide can occur. And some of those ways are institutional. And like I said before, Laylene Polanco, a black trans woman who died in Rikers jail at the hands of institutional negligence. For me, I see that as, as murder. I see that as homicide. And I see that as, a way that violence is institutionally bound um, to target Black trans women and target um, Black trans community. And I uh, just want to bring attention to the fact that that, um, it's terrifying, and not just for me, but for Black trans women who have to deal with this um, constantly. And the ways that you can support them is uh, to not wait until they're murdered or until they die for you to to try to amplify their narratives or their voices. Like you can give money to people. There are GoFundMe's that are consistently being being shared by people and there are different institutions like the Marsha P. um, Johnson Institute who are mobilizing efforts around creating safety nets for Black trans women. So um, I don't know, I just encourage people to think about Black trans lives and the ways that uh, we can all uh, as a collective put in efforts to protect black black trans women and black trans feminine people um and black trans people writ, writ large mm-hmm. yeah thank you for that answer so um i want to shift gears again uh and talk about your song smut um so you were born in sudan um but i understand your family moved to the u.s to flee the second sudanese civil war um and you you sing in arabic for a portion of the song smut can you tell me about um, the story you're telling here in Arabic, but also how you reinterpret some of these words to into a gender-neutral context? The Arabic portion of Smut is about blackness um, and about origin and about resistance because at the time that I was making Smut, I was also organizing with the Sudani American Collective in Minnesota who um, was uh, raising funds for medical supplies for folks in in Sudan who were protesting and who were also like trying to create policy change with people in Sudan following their lead. Um, And because I was thinking about the Sudani movement at the time and the Sudan 
2020, um, I was thinking about the word kandak. It's an ancient Nubian term, which means queen, but I queered the word um, to change it to mean like gender non-specific royalty. And I changed it from kandak to kandaka, which um, for me, kandaka means gender non-specific royalty from Sudan. Um, so the ways that I use language and the ways that I, I shifted um, pronouns and, and literally changed a word um, from ancient Nubian text to acclimate to modern times is the way that I'm being consistent with this vision of Black radical love um, for the entire Rosetta EP. Kind of Understanding your family's background, you know, to have have fled a violent situation and then, you know, to be in Minneapolis and having a conversation with you about, you know, the police violence that black folks are facing right now. Do you feel like based on your family's background of, of an understanding of violence, you know, growing up with it around you and what you're seeing now, do you feel like you come to the situation with a different understanding about what violence is and, and what it means? Yeah, I, th- I think that um, because my family had to flee um, Sudan because of the war and genocide of people in Darfur specifically, um, I have had a lot of skepticism of institutions because my family members and my community um, in Sudan and in Darfur were being murdered by by the institution and by, by the federal government and by um, militias that were being paid for um, by the government. So I've always kind of had um, a fear of institutions and fear of uh, militarization and, and a fear of being murdered by by police officers and by um, nationally funded um, guards. And I think recently in Minneapolis, when I saw the National Guard out there with lethal weaponry, full, full ammunition, it brought me back to the fact that there really isn't a place of safety for Black people and that uh, militarization and police states and the prison industrial complex really are not there for, for our protection. Um, they're there to harm us and they have historically shown that they're there to murder us. So I, I think um, that's where my mind goes to when I think about the connections between um, the uprising in Minneapolis and my family fleeing from a war as refugees from Darfur and um, thinking about um, the recent uprising, even in, in Sudan, um, 2020 uprising. I don't know, it all came as a shock. That was Dua Saleh of Minneapolis. Their latest EP is called Rosetta. Here's their song, Body Cast. Yes, 
on my county ain't on shit. They got bodies on the line. Lately, I've been analyzing time. Y'all been dodging cameras like they're bullets of a crime. Lately, all my rash is turned white. Throwing back them bottles to our traumas all alive. Lately, I've been coughing up the rhymes. Throwing little fingers like they hopping on my knife. So I never said it. Nah, I never said it. Nah, I never, nah, I never said it. Snitching your regret it. Switching up your setting. Stitch upon your lips, I know you read it. Bitch, I never said it. Nah, I never said it. Nah, I never, nah, I never said it. Snitching your regret it. Switching up the setting. Stitch upon my lips, you never read it. Ghost in the shell, put your penny in a well. Till my body starts to swell Ghost in the shell Put your pain into the well Iron out your organs Till your body starts to swell Catch me in the morning, I be seething Meet around, I'm feeling Finding on them folk, I know they feeling Funny you ain't seen it Look across the porch, it's almost seen it Fiber on my chest, it's orthopedic I never said it, no, I never said it, no, I never, no, I never said it, snitch, you might regret it, switching up the setting, stitch upon your lips, you know I read it, bitch, I never said it, no, I never said it, no, I never, no, I never said it, snitch, you'll regret it, switching up the setting, stitch upon your lips, I know you read it. I know my rights. They cannot walk in my home. Because if this door was closed, they would have had to knock. Don't ever do that again. Thank you. That was Sun and Vision. Please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. And if you have the means, please consider giving a one-time $20 donation at kexp.org slash sound. Thanks so much for listening.